This is the Informed Traveler Radio Show. I'm Randy Sharman. Our hotel spotlight is brought to you by Pipestone Travel Store. Travelers shop here. See their website at pipestonetravelstore.com. So today, in honor of Mother's Day, we're going to showcase a museum instead of a hotel. Not just any museum, mind you, but the Anna Jarvis Birthplace Museum. It's the birthplace of the founder of Mother's Day. And to tell us more about it is Olive Ricketts. She is the executive director of the Anna Jarvis Birthplace Museum. The website is annajarvismuseum.com. Hi, Olive. Hi. So what's Mother's Day like at the Anna Jarvis Museum? It must be a very exciting, very busy place, I would think. Yes, it is. We actually uh, have what we call a Mother's Day Founders Festival uh, for Friday or Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we hold it every year. And we um, on Saturday, we normally, uh, of course, do tours of the museum because during Mother's Day weekend, most of the people like to bring their mothers to where it started and let them learn about the history of it and things like that. But also we, uh, you know, we invite crafters to come in, and we do a special program where we honor a mother of the year every year, and um, the mothers are nominated, and then we pick one that we think uh, simplif- or exemplifies um, what we think mothers should be. You know, uh, be not only a mother, but to be active in her community and and also possibly in her church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this year we got a really excited one. She's 86 years old. Oh, good. That's and cool. And she is absolutely thrilled that um, the person that nominated her thought that much of her. But she has been so active all of her life, not only in raising her children and helping with foster children, but in her church and her community. And she's at this point in her life, she's even participating in what our, we have our, our summer um, market where she makes homemade jellies and jams and homemade bread and sells it. <laughs> well, that's so cool. So at 86, she has not slowed down any, and she is just absolutely thrilled that we picked her this year. So it's not her a surprise. Betty, uh, Betty Stanford Swick. So that'll be our mother of the year this year. That's perfect. So that's one of the things we do that at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. We uh, come together in the program and we um, are the mother of the year. We have some music and, and some maybe some speakers, depending on what we're doing that year uh, exactly. And we've had, you know, some um, high politicians' wives and things like that over the past years, too. It's not limited just to Taylor County. It's Anybody can be nominated. And uh, once that program's over, we get right back to doing tours. And, of course, as you probably know, that weekend is probably the biggest weekend in the whole season uh, because we do nonstop tours until, you know, we close for that day, and then we start again on Sunday. Sunday, we did not choose the actual Mother's Day to do this for our program because on Sunday in Grafton, in downtown Grafton, there it's the International Mother's Day Shrine where the very first Mother's Day service was held in 1908. So because of that, and they still do that, we do ours on Saturday, and then they do theirs on Sunday at 2, and they honor a Mother of the Year, plus they honor our Mother of the Year. So it's a big deal here in Taylor County, uh, Grafton, West Virginia. Uh, well, I would think so. And so now we know where you're located, Grafton, West Virginia. Uh, what, how would you get there? Like, what's where's the major city you'd fly into, and how would you get to uh, Grafton, well, West most Virginia? People, you know, most people fly into Pittsburgh and come down through Morgantown that way and come into Grafton that way. Uh, now, our museum is located four miles south of Grafton on, on uh, Rural Route 119-250. So once you get into Grafton, you would come on out 
four more miles to our the Anna Jarvis Birthplace Museum. But the International Mother's Day Shrine is in, right in downtown Grafton. So it's not hard to find. Once you get into Pittsburgh, you just take 79 south and get off of 168, and then you'll follow the signs to where it says to Grafton, and it's not hard to find at all. <laughs> so it's a very colorful pass. Not only uh, the Anna Jarvis Museum, home of uh, or the birthplace of Anna Jarvis, the founder of Mother's Day, but it's also it was used by General George McClellan in the Civil War as a headquarters, right? Yes. When Mrs. Jarvis, uh, they first came here, her and Granville Jarvis, the parents of Anna, and built the house in 1854, well, they were on a major route here. It was called the Willing Stanton Pike. So during the Civil War, they asked for permission to use it as a headquarters for McClellan. One of the soldiers came and asked, and she said yes, but remember, I'm not taking sides. And she didn't. She doctored the soldiers of both sides during the whole Civil War. But he came, and he spent the night in the house, and he brought 10,000 Union troops here, and they encamped here for the whole four years of the Civil War. So we had soldiers everywhere for four whole years. Wow, it's, it must be an incredible now, history. McClellan, of course, moved on because he couldn't stay in one spot very long. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, uh, yeah, so now for people who don't know the story of Anna Jarvis, maybe uh, give us a rundown on that. Well, Anna was born in the house, but later moved into Grafton, and then eventually ended up in Philadelphia, where she worked until she retired. But when her mother passed away in 1905, um, she was as they watched her being lowered into the grave, one of the things Anna remembered was her mother repeatedly saying, we need a day for mothers to rest. It did not mean to become a holiday or a commercialization thing, but to rest. So she thought that would be a great idea, and it would be also be honoring her own mother. So she worked from 1905 to 1914 before President Woodrow Wilson signed Joint Resolution 263 to make it a legal holiday. So since that time, we've had it as a legal holiday, and it is the only international holiday we have. It is celebrated today in 152 countries. That's pretty amazing, so that's eh? That's where the idea actually <laughs> came from. And um, Anna, you know, she worked very hard because back in those days, women weren't heard very much, and the men thought it was a stupid idea. They even wrote her letters saying that to her. Mother, we love our mothers, but she doesn't need a day off, so, you know, leave it alone. But she was uh, a Taurus. And mine and her birthday are the same day. So this was another reason it attracted me to the project. But, um, you know, you work until you get your, uh, your, your accomplished what you start out to do. Isn't that something? For anyone who says one person can't change the world, hey, there's a good example. Right. Anybody can change something if you work hard enough. So tell me what a typical tour is like. Uh, it's not a, I mean, it's it's not a big uh, building, so I can't imagine it would take very long. But what am I, what are some of the artifacts and some of the things you learn when you're there? Well, we take you through the house as a guided tour. We tell you the history of um, the family and the house, and then we also tell you the history of McClellan being there. The dining room is set up where we have his some of his artifacts, such as his desk and field glasses. And we also have a pen and inkwell that belonged to him and several pictures of him and his wife. And the rest of the house then is uh, is set up just like eight, uh, you're walking back in time. Uh, it looks like you're in the 1800s. And one of the best things about our museum is that 95% of it is original. You're walking on the same floors. You're looking at the same wallpaper, you know, uh, that they had. We did reproduce the wallpaper, but we put the exact back up. Um, and and we have a lot of artifacts from the family. We have you know some of their musical instruments. We have um, 
uh, some of their clothing, uh, some of their furniture. So it, you go, you get to go in all the rooms. It's not a blocked-off room. You get to walk through every room and hear the story of what that room was used for and uh, and look at all the artifacts. So we have over 5,050 in this house, and you think it might be small, but it is four bedrooms upstairs and a living room, dining room, and kitchen, and a big pantry downstairs. Wow. That's amazing. So it's not as small as it, it was. You know, it was a little bit better than the average uh, villager of those days' house because mm-hmm. he was a mercantile owner, and so because he he had his own business, he was able to build a better house. and And the house cost six hundred twenty seven dollars back in those days to build. Which in today's so uh, dollars would be in the millions, I would think, right? Yeah, it would. It would be very. Uh, it would be a, a lot because it just you know. Hmm. Uh, at that time period. So you get a guided tour. It takes, uh, if, you, if you're in a hurry, we can do it in about 20 minutes, but most people never want to hurry once they get there. So we can take up to an hour, even sometimes two hours, when the, the, the group wants to ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, uh, you just don't buzz through it and forget about it. It's, uh, we tell you a lot of good stuff outside about what the town was like when they came here, the little community. And it starts out there, and then you, we just go all through all the rooms and let you see everything and ask questions. And uh, we encourage uh, schools to bring their kids because it, it is a really good part of history. And then we touch on the Civil War, and if they're a Civil War buff, we give them a lot more information because <laughs> we have all the different units that were here during the Civil War. We have a book on that. Mm-hmm. And we show them where they built the blockhouse, the livery stables, and the barracks is at, and all that stuff. So it's, it's two stories in one. Well, it sounds like a, a great place to visit. It's the Anna Jarvis Museum. How many visitors do you get uh, usually through the year on average? Well, we open April 1st and close on December 31st. So normally between, you know, the last couple of years has been down, but normally we, we, we were getting about five to 6,000 a year. Wow. Last year we didn't have that many. We only had about three. The website is AnnaJarvisMuseum.com, and Olive Ricketts is the executive director of the Anna Jarvis Birthplace Museum. It's a pleasure chatting with you, Olive. Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you very much, and and, uh, thank you for doing this for us.